0: Ladies and gentlemen, would you please rise for the Grouch Anthem?
1: No, no, no. With a Grouch Anthem, you stay sitting down. Down in front, man.
2: You should never let people see your card. When to bluff, when to call. I did not raise. I flipped over the ace. I raked on the chip through the pot. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Badoogie All-Stars. Uh, I'm here with 2-4 Offsuit. This is Nixon the Grouch. I forgot to say that. I know you were all wondering who the hell this was. It's me. Mm-hmm. Who Who is that? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, so, well, thank you for guest hosting. Um, otherwise, I would be talking to myself again. And those are the most painful episodes, I think. Besides the ones Tecmo is here for.
1: Well, that's okay. I, I feel like... As a guest host, it's now our show, um, at least for this episode, and probably, you know, forever. But <laughs> <laughs> even after he comes back, we'll it'll still be our show, all, all three of us, and Mitch, I guess, because he guest-hosted one too, right? Yeah. So
2: nice. we'll all share this together, which means Mitch is to blame if this episode is not good. Oh, yeah. Uh,
1: he's definitely the weakest link in this episode. <laughs> I'm glad we've
2: established that up front
1: um so what's been going on with you um not too much uh playing a little bit on merge, hoping that the d o j doesn't come down and swoop that. I uh, played a little bit live here in the Colorado casinos, which are uh exciting to say the least, but uh it's just been kind of bleh uh just playing live poker and you know tur- turning a straight and Getting it all in with the guy that slow plays Queen's pre flop and Binks top set and, you know, still slow plays the flop and gets it all in on the turn versus my straight and then hits boats up, so that's no fun, but keep playing. It's it's okay. The games are really, really good. It's just kind of slow and boring and not it's not as intellectually stimulating as playing like online heads up for mid stakes. So yeah, what can you do though? How
2: how deep do they play live there? I mean, is there like betting limits and California is weird. At least the Bay area has like, I like think a $200 bet limit in for some of the places. So it goes spread limit. And then it basically like, it plays no limit pre flop flop. And then you get to the turn and you're kind of playing, Limit if you get into a big pot, which is really weird oh
1: yeah its it's all spread limit here. there's this uh the state law in Colorado where the maximum bet is one hundred dollars oh so um even worse yeah, so before like maybe two years ago, the maximum bet law was five dollars, so <laughs> it's quite a significant jump um needless to say they they ran like five five limit, hold but i I don't know anyone that actually played that. How, so uh, I was
2: going to say, how did yeah. that law get changed? Like, did somebody actually say, like, we need to raise the betting limit? Like, it seems I like think bold that, politics.
1: Yeah, I, I think that it was probably the casinos themselves, but because they wanted to offer table games. Because before it was just, like, 5-5 five, five limit and, like, blackjack and video poker. And now they offer, like, craps and uh, roulette and, like, all those table games, like three-card poker and all that business and people love it. I mean, I've it's hard like you go up there on a Saturday night and you literally cannot get a room in town because it's like a really tiny town and there's only like and it's also weird cuz it's not like Vegas and not every casino has a hotel with it. There's some that are just casinos. That seems like an oversight to me. Yeah. I well, I mean, it it's really really small, so like I could literally just You know, I was looking for rooms and I would look at the building and I'd be like, okay, that place is obviously not large enough to have rooms in it, so I won't even try asking there. You could try
2: booking ahead of time. Like, they have stuff that does that now.
1: Yeah, I, it's probably a good move. But before, I would just be like, well, I'll go up because it's only 45 minutes away, so I'll either go up and stay if I feel like it, if I'm tired, or I'll just drive 45 minutes home and be okay. That's not
2: so bad. I mean, it's at least it's like reasonably close. It's not like you're driving three hours and then trying to find a room in a. Oh yeah, that would be terrible. Podunk town. Like, I don't know if I can say Podunk if it's not the south. That seems like a southern word.
1: <laughs> no, you can definitely say Podunk about some Colorado towns. Sweet. Um, when we were at, when I was in college, I we would go to Turning Stone, and that was like an hour and a half, and. One time, our buddy's car broke down, so our plan was is that we were gonna go find a slot machine where you could win a car and win the car and drive back home. But, and unfortunately, they didn't have one, so we just ended up getting it fixed, and we just had to like stay at the hotel or stay at the casino, but not in a hotel room, just all nighter, pretty much, because we were bust-out College kids. It was awesome. Yeah, who also thought there were slot machines that, that spit out cars? So I mean. No, not spit-out cars, but <laughs> it's, it's not like it's like, okay, if you pull uh, three lemons, you get a, a Pinto.
2: There's just like a really giant a seven, slot at the work. bottom.
1: car comes out. Yeah. yeah. Which would be an awesome slot machine.
2: That would be an awesome slot machine. I think there's – I'm going to delete this out of the podcast, and we're going to make a million on this on ourselves.
1: Okay, it's, Perfect. <laughs> like a, or or we could make a, a slot machine that that you win s- smaller slot machines in.
2: It's so sad that we went there at the same time because I was just. <laughs> it's <laughs> like a vending machine that vends vending machines. <laughs> oh, that would be so awesome! Can you? I, there has to be a, It would have to be huge. Yeah, hugely <laughs> awesome. That's even yeah. cooler than the Snapple machine that like drops the bottles and they don't break.
1: Oh wow! Yeah. You're going to have to have, like, some mattresses at the bottom. <laughs> yeah, like parachutes. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Or, or just have, like, the, the big vending machines on the bottom row and then the itty-bitty ones up top. <laughs> right, the machines, the, the small, unbreakable vending machines go
2: on the top row. <laughs> They're very dense. Maybe each vending machine, vending machine only sells one vending machine. And it just needs to be slightly larger than itself.
1: It actually just lifts – it just pops it out the bottom and then lifts itself off and then you just discard it like wrapping. <laughs>
2: oh, I'm glad you own this podcast as much as I do.
1: <laughs> yeah, and if it's not good, if you guys don't like our ideas, just blame Mitch
2: or Techmo or both. I wonder if they have slot machines and vending machines in Australia, maybe too advanced.
1: Well, that would be even better because then they, they wouldn't fall down. They would fall up.
2: That solves the problem. <laughs> we have figured it out. Perfect, perfect. <laughs> Anyways. Um, yeah, I don't have much to add to that. I don't, <laughs> I've played a little bit online. I played some uh, Heads Up No Limit online because I was like, yeah, I have some money in my account. I wish I didn't. And so I sat down to play Heads Up No Limit and I managed to win. So I, I guess I had a, I don't know, reverse doom switch. By thinking I was going to lose, I won.
1: So. Oh yeah, the reverse jinx.
2: Yeah, but now that I know that, if I think it, I have to like double reverse jinx myself, or I'll fall into the trap that they set
1: for me. But maybe that's the trick to maybe that's why heads up no limit is so swingy is because people aren't on the right level. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Well, I mean, the thing is, like, if the other guy like goes, "Oh, I'm screwed," like now suddenly he's like reverse jinxed himself, and you have to counter that somehow. Yeah. By telling, convincing him that he's doing awesome. And then he's like, yeah, I am. And then, boom, there it goes.
1: I I got to work this into my Heads Up coaching.
2: Yeah. I think you should not work <laughs> it in. You should replace your other Heads Up coaching with this. With just this. Yeah. Today, we're talking yeah. about jinxes again. <laughs> <laughs> perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah, it was good. I mean, I, I played Heads Up for a while. Like, I don't know when that was. A year ago, year and a half ago. And it was fun, but... It's it's a lot more work. It's I thought PLO was like taking a lot
1: of thought for me. Heads up is exhausting.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it definitely I is.
1: Uh, actually I actually had a session earlier tonight, and I talked about like one of my students is trying to get into six max from heads up because you can't get enough action to always play heads up. So he's like, "Well, what's the difference between like six max and heads up?" can I play both at the same time? I'm like, well, you probably can as long as you focus mostly on the heads up because 6-Max people just play so much more mechanically. They just kind of have their own style and that's what they play. I mean, they still like pay attention and make reads and that, but not like in heads up where every pot, like both people know kind of what the dynamic is. And like, if you do something your opponent can adjust to it and it's pretty obvious that they're adjusting to it as opposed to like in six max you know they may just be on like four tables and playing against like 20 people at once instead of just against one person at once yeah
2: i mean i think the amount of adjusting that happens at six max is minimal at least up to like 50 and L for sure like there's a little bit happening it's more like that guy's a fish I will just assume he'll never fold or that guy's a reg I'll assume that I can you know play this way and then that's all the the adjustment that happens it's in the first like 25 hands yeah I mean obviously I you can make more money if you do more than that but I think that's all you really see the average player doing is like in a, an initial read and then play the same unless you see something really surprising like suddenly a fish like check raise bluffs you on the flop you're like oh okay he has has that in his
1: toolkit or whatever yep definitely Um, so the uh the big news this week um i hope by the time that this airs is that it'll still be big news i hope (laughs) that it won't be big news i hope that by now it'll be like oh everyone has their money back whatever oh yeah okay That, that would be better uh is the the full tilt thing so Um, for those of you that live under rocks and only listen to Badugi all-stars for your poker news, uh, full tilt, the DOJ added that full tilt, um, I don't know what, what exactly did they add? Um, I, yeah, I mean, they added, I think they added, uh, Ferguson
2: letterer and Ray first to the, the list of defendants, like, or whatever. I don't know if it's called the list of defendants. Obviously I didn't. Like the people indicted. Yeah, exactly. Like the list gotcha. of yeah. So they, before it was all the like the head and I think like the second in command of all the big poker sites. I think like it was weird that Ferguson and Letterer had kind of gone undetected when they seemed like they were the two you know big guns at Full Tilt. But now they're on there. Ray first is on there, which was surprising to me because I didn't realize he was that heavily involved. I would have. Yeah, th- me neither. I mean, if I were going to guess, I would have guessed Phil Gordon ahead of him. But obviously not. Um, yeah, and then they they put out this whole thing about like the the Ponzi scheme, which I think is kind of I don't know. People are taking it as fact when
1: it's just it's spin from the other side. And I, I like that. Like in what I've been reading is that Noah SD continually like reminds people is that that's not actually in the like the indictment or the amendment to whatever it was. That's just something that the dude said to, like, make it sound sexy. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... Which I had... is important to remember.
2: It is. And that's the thing. Like, I I know people that were involved in, like, running file sharing services back, like, late 90s, like, um, Napster era of stuff. And, mm-hmm. like, the ability to get pirate into court proceedings was kind of like... A sh- like, they would do it in press releases, and they were trying to always say pirating in front of the judge to make that like the legal word when really it's just like a really kind of scary sounding word when it's just some, you know, dude
1: downloading MP3 at home.
2: Um, right.
1: And how, how crazy would this have been if like the Bernie Madoff thing hadn't happened? Yeah. <laughs> Cause nobody knew what the fuck a Ponzi scheme was. Yeah. I thought a Ponzi scheme was something they thought
2: of on happy days, but if that's, <laughs> that's a Fonzi scheme turns out. Oh, wow, that's that's lowbrow. That's also, no one knows what Happy Days is. Um, yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Um, like, oh, Fonzie, that's the guy from The Muppets. And like, no, that's Fonzie. No. <laughs> he's, he's
1: the lawyer from Arrested Development, right? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Fonzie is the lawyer from Arrested Development. There you go. <laughs> that's how I remember him.
2: <laughs> anyway, yeah, no, I think that was like, I think because people are going to go, like, oh, it's like the Madoff thing, they can mm-hmm. put that in there as like a very emotionally charged thing. And it's not. It's not like they were like, ha ha, they fell, they fell right into our trap. Like, they will give us no money and then we'll credit their account.
1: No, that doesn't really make sense. Yeah. And, you know, it's it's not like a Ponzi scheme. It's not like you take a profitable business and then decide, oh, I'm going to turn it into a Ponzi scheme. Uh, or maybe that's what you do. I don't know as I don't run Ponzi schemes, but I don't think that that's what Fulltile was trying to do. So
2: No, I think – I mean to me, the sense I got is that it's just a bunch of knuckleheads running a business who apparently have no business running a business that sent go where I wanted it to. <laughs> that's exactly what I wanted you to say, though. <laughs> I committed. Um, I liked it. Yeah, no, I just don't think... I mean, it's 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 bad company running that company. Um, sorry, that's the last one. <laughs> no, that's I just... Good. I don't think that they had meant to do it. I think they got caught up in this whole thing where e-checks weren't going through. But in order... I mean, you don't want to be the site that it's like, I tried to deposit three weeks ago and they haven't credited my account.
0: Mm
2: -hmm. You you want to instantly credit it optimistically, you know, and let them start doing business. But the problem is when the money
1: never comes through, what are you going to do? Right. And I think that that – do you think – I don't know. I I just came up with this awesome scheme right now. Do you think that it's because they were smaller than PokerStars? Because I heard that PokerStars was denying deposits if they – if that happened? I think it's two things. I think one,
2: they they were chasing and not leading, like you said. Mm-hmm. Because they weren't number one, they were probably willing to take more... I mean, this is all speculation. I don't know. But I would say they were be more willing to take risks because they are trying to gain market share from, from the guy who's leading. The, but I think also the reason that they were behind is because they weren't run like a business the way PokerStars was. Like, PokerStars was probably much better about doing what they're doing. I mean, look how much better their tech support or their customer service was compared to full tilt. Like they took it seriously. They were investing in the fact that if I put my money on there and someone needs help, they'll get it. So they're more likely to give me more money rather than full tilts. Like, Hey, we can cut corners by hiring one
1: person to do support. It makes me want to cry (laughs) how good it was compared to full tilts. Like, even uh when they had the black card thing mm-hmm. like that was a perk it was like we'll give you good customer service like we'll give you almost what poker stars gives everyone if you play a lot on our site that was so sad yeah it's
2: i mean it's it's one of those things that it seemed like full tilt was really great but looking back it's like there should have been i mean there were there were never stories like haha like I told PokerStars I was going to deposit and then they didn't take my money and I I did it. There were never like – I mean the worst complaints about PokerStars were like, oh, it's rigged. Oh, there's too many, you know, like nits grinding to try and get Supernova. Yeah. But that was never – it was never about like the trustworthiness of the site or like getting help with things that weren't working. They seemed much more – I don't know like a business to me like in retrospect obviously at the time i didn't suspect full tilt was gonna like screw everybody over but right and
1: then the the third place was like ub absolute which was so terrible that everybody just assumed that stars and full tilt were in the same class yeah i that's true i hadn't really thought about that
2: that's kind of like it's like well they're not that one so they must be the other one
1: right yeah because it's so much closer to Poker Stars than it was to UB and Absolute. So, I mean, and every, every other smaller site, if you're American, then, like, you don't even know about them. Like, there's so few Americans that, like, played on Merge pre-Black Friday. It's just ridiculous. Like, they were so far behind everyone else.
2: Yeah, I think it's, I mean, it's hard to say, but I was going to say, I feel like Internet poker or sorry poker celebrities in general kind of froze like 2004 2005 like there aren't any really big internet like people that have come moved into live and it's like oh it's that guy outside of like two plus two like my mom wouldn't recognize a poker player on tv who kind of broke in the last couple years but everybody knows chris ferguson they know howard letterer like the guys that are the faces of full tilt are the guys that are the faces of poker to non-poker fans like, with, oh, yeah, the, with the exception of, like, Negronu, Helmuth, I mean, I guess Moneymaker and Raymer, though I don't think they're really faces to people quite as much as you would think they would be. No, not, not nearly to, like, everyday people. But, like, I mean, like, Mattisau and, like, Ferguson are so kind of like, hey, it's that guy. He's that poker player. I saw him on TV. And Yeah, he threw cards at fruit and he dances. Yeah, exactly. And that's the guy that says the F word a lot. But I think it is – it does give you the impression that they're a real thing. It's like – Yeah. I don't know. If, I'm trying to give a good example. But if you saw like, I don't know, a couple of different sodas or whatever and like one is sponsored by like all these famous people and the other is like not. It has like – I don't know. I'm trying to think of a UB example of like a, a celebrity. You're like, oh, that's not really a thing. That's like they wish they were as big as Coke. But it was kind of a Coke Pepsi. Oh, I know
1: what it is. It's like uh, when you <laughs> – I don't know if you've seen this because I don't really watch MTV, but I've seen it on. It's like this this like muscle building program, and it's like, hey, I'm Ronnie from Jersey Shore, and I use this freaking steroid program <laughs> or whatever it is. I'm like, how are you endorsing this? Like, You are not even a real celebrity. I use this when I punch people at bars. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's like if uh like a reality TV star endorses something, it's like, well, okay, who are you?
2: (laughs) Yeah, I saw a commercial when I was flipping channels. I mean I try not to watch commercials, but it was like some like five hour energy, like a new product like that that was sponsored by some of the people from Jersey Shore. And it was like, Oh, well I have this product, no one's ever heard of it, but they've heard of this guy he he uses yeah. it how could it not be awesome because these people i don't that analogy fell apart in the middle um no but i know
1: <laughs> well it, it's called six hour power and if, look if at you. you like you don't watch mtv if, you're busted no, no no i've seen this one because my girlfriend and i sometimes watch the jersey Shore. she watches it way more than i do but uh-huh. i think that's hilarious yeah right and Six hour power because I, I've seen the six hour powers. And I was like, this is just a lame marketing ad based off of five hour energy. Like, let's base our entire product off of one upping a real product. Yeah. It's like if if you had seven up and you called
2: it eight up. It reminds me – I saw some comedian once and I don't remember who it is and I feel bad because I hate like stealing stuff and then saying that I'm stealing it and then not saying who it was. They should have just said I made this up. <laughs> but he was talking about like eight-minute abs. He's like, you know what I have an idea for? Seven-minute abs. Same exercises, slightly faster. Which one are you going to buy in the store? Seven-minute abs, eight-minute abs, seven-minute abs. It reminds
1: me yeah, of that. Exactly. Like six hours.
2: That's an hour longer.
1: And and then you just have like <laughs> – you're just going to have like three-day awesome you just stay up for 72 hours straight on so much caffeine that you can't handle yourself. Yeah. With no crash, obviously, except for the natural death that comes from staying up from for, like, three months straight. Yeah, the same crash that
2: affects those, like, Korean StarCraft players that play for four days straight and forget to eat and die. But...
1: <laughs> oh, poor guy.
2: Yeah. They'll pronounce you dead of, like, a fist-pumping injury. Like, you're just, your arm will just disconnect at the shoulder from
1: 72 hours of fist pumping and he used the last, like the last ounce of his energy to just uh, one time.
2: <laughs> exactly like that. So that's how full tilt is. Um, exactly. Now, I mean, the thing is like, it really, people are talking about, they stole our money. They didn't steal your money. They did some really, really stupid things and then don't have your money. But like, it's, it wasn't outright theft. It was inaptitude at a very, very large scale. As far as I can see, I mean, maybe they really said, uh, this E-check thing's falling apart. Let's just take the money and run. But no, I think there well, were, that's, there were some yeah. people that definitely knew what was happening, but I don't think like Ray first is one of them. I really don't. He doesn't strike me as the kind of guy that, I mean, everybody, I, I know that has, met chris ferguson like has an impression of chris ferguson he's a he's a pretty stand-up guy like he's not the kind of guy that's like oh if i could just get this money i could just buy all these dancing shoes and cowboy hats like that doesn't that doesn't jive with my impression of him like i don't know i mean what's he gonna do with
1: all the money like oh i only have 100 million dollars let's take some more like he agreed and like when you have you have the goose that lays the golden egg like you just try and keep that going as long as you can, instead of being like, you know what, let's kill the goose and just try and make money from that. Yeah, that's I mean, is the goose that lays a golden egg still like a thing that people know. I don't know what it is. <laughs> I don't know. It's an old fable or a fairy tale or something. Yeah. The Anyways, thing- like you know, before Black Friday, they were almost a billion dollar company. Yeah. I mean the thing is 900 like nine hundred
2: million. Who knows? Go. I was gonna say there are people that are like, oh, like I could just take more. And yeah, there are, but like again, like I don't like Ferguson and First, from what I know of them, you know, like ninth hand, don't strike me as the kind of people that are like, Oh, let's just let's just take it all now. They're like, Yeah, these golden eggs are pretty sweet. How does mm-hmm. how does a goose that lays golden eggs reproduce? It's an interesting question. We should talk about this. Um, They like golden
1: geese, I
2: guess. (laughs) Um, Yeah. But anyway, like, I don't, it doesn't strike me as that kind of thing. Like we're absolute, like the guys that were involved in absolute, I am not surprised. Like they, it just seems like a shady operation, like Mm -hmm. not everyone involved, but there's enough people going like, I'll just squeeze an extra dollar out of it. It's worth it to me. That's my sense of full tilt was not the same. Maybe they have me duped. Maybe Chris Ferguson really is, like, an evil mastermind. But that's not the vibe I've ever gotten. Howard Letterer, I could go either way. I don't know. But, like, Ferguson strikes me as, like, the guy that wrote the software. And because he was willing to do that up front and put up time and money or whatever, owns a big piece and has made a ton of money. But. Yeah. I don't think it, his involvement is like on a day-to-day level where he's knowing whether e-checks are coming through or not.
1: Agreed. Agreed. I I think that like the people that they have on the board, like my my feel of it is that like if if somebody came to like Howard Letterer and Chris Ferguson is that they could get something changed. It's like, you know what? this isn't working, like, let's do this as a business. And then they could be like, okay, this is what we want to do. But I don't think that they, maybe Howard more so, like, has, like, like detailed info on the day-to-day, like, operations. I think that that's what they put Ray Vitar in charge of, not just in name so that, like, Howard can tell him what to do because it's a whole lot of work to, like, tell somebody what to do all the time. Um yeah. But, like, him, Ray and the people that, like, run the company probably were like, oh, shit, this isn't going through anymore. What should we do? And they were like, well, we don't want to lose players. We don't want to have people see that, okay, your deposit wasn't accepted. We can't credit your account. So we're just going to roll with it. And since, you know, they're making so much money, they probably figured, you know, whatever
2: yeah it's we'll it's a, we'll, we'll find a of, way to solve the problem somehow
1: right, like, it's part of the cost
2: of doing business yeah, but i I don't know. I mean people talk about them being on the board so they know, like I don't know how full tilt was run, like it's privately owned, like you don't necessarily have to have quarterly board meetings, you know like it the fact that they're on the board just means they have a vote if people need to vote on something like yeah, that's what it struck me as, like I don't know like I know there are bands that like exist and like when when they want to kick a member out they can do it by vote because they're all equal voting members and that's the way the contracts are it's not that they're having like meetings about like hey should we have chicken or steak tonight let's let's have a board meeting and discuss it it's about like oh we want to do something really drastic will i have power to do that that's what the mm. full tilt board strikes me as is it's like Agreed. if something comes down that's really really giant Like, you can vote on it. If we want to talk about whether or not, like, Jimmy Freaky gets to have a contract or he's a freaky weird dude or whatever, you're not calling a board meeting about it. Like, someone's just like, hey, we should sign that guy. Yeah, that sounds good. Whatever. And that's it. Like, I don't think Ray First was deciding whether or not, like, so-and-so should be a red pro. Like, yeah. I don't know. I mean, not that I'm happy about it. I'm still pretty upset about the whole full tilt thing. But it's more like I'm... I don't know. I'm mad at them for being such giant screw-ups more than I'm mad at them for, like, I don't know, running a big scam on me, I guess.
1: Yeah. Um, Do you want to open this up for some wild speculation? Yes. (laughs) Okay. Because, uh, so Subject Poker published that there was going to be, like, a French investor. Yeah. uh, That's going to come in and save the day, which... Hopefully, by the time this airs, just they came in, they saved the day, and this is old hat. But uh, my speculation is that it's the, the Partouche people. Uh, see, I was going to guess the Cirque du Soleil guy, and he's like, I want my money back. <laughs> Isn't he Canadian?
2: I don't know. I thought he was French, Maybe he's French-Canadian.
1: <laughs> I think he's French-Canadian. I don't know. They all sound the same. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, but the Partouche, like – I. Like, I really hadn't heard of it until Vanessa freaking Final Table then won that thing. Oh, DC represent. But, uh, like, I guess they're, like, the Haras the of France. And they run that Partouche poker event as, like, their, like, French World Series type thing. Even though there's, like, actual WSOP Europe. That's, like, their thing is, like, all the casinos are, like, Partouche casinos in France.
2: It makes sense to me because, I mean, I I know they talked about – there was a rumor that, like, Binion was looking at it. Um, I forget who else. I mean, it just makes sense that this is a land-based casino. I was talking about this with a coworker that plays poker, and he was saying that, I mean, just the value of having that many, you know, mid-stakes, high-stakes online poker players that you can say, hey, come to my casino, you know, play poker and use them – like as a draw to get people to come play at your land-based casino makes a ton of sense.
1: Yeah, not to mention, you know, whatever patent-pending Rush Poker had and just the software in general is, like, it's got to be worth so much money. How about this? If you had, let's say your net worth is like a billion dollars, would you spend $600 million to buy Full Tilt Poker? I don't... I mean, the thing is, like, it's the amount of money
2: it takes just to get to even on full tilt, like, just to pay off all the players. I mean, I guess, Mm -hmm. what are you going to sell the site for? Like, really, if they can bail you out and give you a nickel, like, you're like, whatever, at least I'm out of the woods. I'm assuming, like, whatever deal happens that, you know, Ferguson and Letterer and First or whoever stay on as sponsored pros of the news, like, so they'll keep... Really? Yeah, I'm sure, like, there's going to be something... Like, not necessarily in name, but in terms of, like, money. Like, I bet. Oh,
1: okay. Yeah. yeah, They're not going to market it around Ferguson.
2: Like, that's so (laughs) tarnished. But I'm guessing they're going to keep, like, they're going to, it's not like, here you go, we're done. There's going to be something to it. So it's really just the fact that it gets sold, Mm
0: -hmm.
2: I think, is really the thing. I don't know. I If internet poker was in a better state in the U.S., not a better state, like a state-state. I'm gonna stop doing these things now. <laughs> if a, you know, if it was in a better kind of trajectory in the U.S., then it, it would be a lot different because that's just such a big poker market. But right uh-huh. now, like, it's so far from a legislation, and like, what are you gonna be able to do from France to be able to really, you know, move things on that? It's tough. Like Binion's doing it made a little more sense because, you know, like, they have ties to you know the U.S. land-based poker stuff, and so hey, I have this poker site. I can put you in touch with casinos and like everyone can put pressure on Congress and something might happen. I, I don't know. It, make, it makes sense to me, though. Like The fact that it would be a casino behind whatever acquisition makes way more sense than like some dudes who love internet poker and think they can make money at it. Because the, sh- well, I mean- the short term is going to be... You're not going to make money in the short term. Like You're not going to make your money back in the short term. You'll make money, but it's going to cost a lot of money to make money.
1: Yeah, but think about how much freaking money these guys made. Like they they paid their board four hundred and forty million over like five years. That was you back know, before that's... they
2: paid their board four hundred and forty million over five years, and everybody didn't have any money. Like they're pretty tarnished.
1: Right, but like just being able to, like if if they called it, you know, if instead of being full tilt poker, it was like Part you tilt know poker. Joe Schmo poker.com or something like that, that had like amazing software had basically like no management connections, the old full tilt. Like you don't think that people in the rest of the world would play on that.
2: We have new owners We're we have no ties to the old owners. I've heard that song before. Like, well, the thing is, I, think I, mean, I just think people are going to be really skeptical. Like it's going to take, it's going to take a while. I mean, part of why people kept playing on absolute was that's where the fish were. Mm -hmm. you're going to have to figure out a way to get the fish to be on full tilt, like, or whatever you call it, partial tilt poker. Um, (laughs) It's going to take a while because, like, how are you going to get them there? They're all, they've all dispersed and gone other places. I mean, I guess if you say, hey, instead of cashing out, why don't you guys stay and we'll give you like a really, really great bonus on the money that's already in your account and maybe the Euro's and the Canadians and South Americans hang out and keep playing. But I I just think like, it's so dirty as far as like a company right now that it's going to take a while to kind of make people forget.
1: Well, I think they would just like settle with everyone and then basically open a brand new site that says, you know, this is the site and we have full tilt software and Instead of being like freaking uh, a turtle or a fish or an elephant or something, you can be like a mime or like the statue of or uh, the Eiffel Tower or the Statue of Liberty. I guess that's still French. Yeah, it's fine. Um, <laughs> it's it's not Canadian, <laughs> or, that's for sure. Or like a, you could be the cigarette in the cigarette holder and some wine. You could be a, a hairy like, armpit. I don't really know a lot of French stereotypes. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs>
2: I don't think that's like one of the positive ones. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, but you, it would just be like a brand new site where instead of, you know, going to 888 or Party Poker or iPoker or something like that is that you had a a new awesome option. I mean, yeah, it's, it's sever the ties with the old owners and they're out like that same old song and dance. But that's not like it inherently is like an awesome business because – you have like low overhead and you can do basically whatever people want and you just kind of sit back and maintain it and make money. Yeah. That makes sense. I don't know. I I mean, it's, it's hard to say. Like, I don't,
2: people like have this, like, Oh, I hate them. But people forget really fast. I mean, at least in the U S like it's like, (laughs) it's true. Like it's easily distracted. I mean, it's interesting. Like, I mean, here's to show you my world knowledge. Like, the guy that kind of screwed up Peru in the 80s, like, managed to come back into power because people forgot. Like, it was a whole new generation of people that are like, oh, it that that's oh that was a long time ago.
1: Wait, and, is this recently? Yeah.
2: I mean, recent. Like, how recently?
1: Uh, in the last few years. I don't know. Oh, man. I'm going to have to bug my Peruvian friend about that. Because, I, like, even though he lives here, he's like a citizen there, he has to... He's required by law to vote. So he probably voted that guy in.
2: Or maybe maybe he's on the other side. I don't know. I mean, my understanding of it, I went to Peru like four years ago and it was like a conversation that I was having with some people that were older was like, it's like the new generation's like wowed by him in the same way everybody else was like years ago. And I think (laughs) it's the same thing here, but it's compressed to like hours. Like,
1: it's like, oh, I hate that guy. Oh, he's not so bad. Yeah, and, I mean, that kind of is, like, that's, like, think about the way that people treat, like, A-Rod now after he came out with the fact that he did steroids. Like, they don't really care because he, like, confessed instead of, like, how people view Barry Bonds.
2: Yeah, or, like, Michael Vick. I mean, like, it's like, uh, he's not so bad. He went, you know, it's been a couple years. Like, he's different now. I don't know. And he's on people's fantasy team. Fantasy teams, So... (laughs) Yeah, like I saw there was the – what's his face? Chris Brown tweeted something about he wasn't going to plank unless it was on like a pretty woman or something like that. And some guy who does like a humor bit for Fox News said – you misspelled planking, you meant punching. And (laughs) all of these people started defending Chris Brown who like not long ago put his girlfriend in the hospital. Like – But it's like, oh, but he sings really nice, so it's okay. Like, it's just weird how people can justify things. And I think Full Tilt, like, if it turned into something else and gave you a really, really sweet bonus, I think people could come to terms with it eventually. It's going to take a while, like, to kind of get back to a thing of, you know, the same clout they had before. But eventually it'll come around. I mean, I think the U.S. coming back into the market would really make things a lot easier as far as recouping your money faster. Mm-hmm. It's just such a big market to be out of the game. But why don't we go to the interview with Delcross B? But in the meantime, why don't we start drinking first? Okay, I'll I'll get really hammered really fast. All right, hold on. All right, we're back with uh, Delcross B or Kevin or Drunken Has Been or whatever you'd want to call him. How's it going? Pretty good. Pretty good. I yeah, didn't mean they're... that. I didn't mean that insultingly. This is no.
3: Uh, Well, I mean, you just mean that every time you've talked to me, I've been in some way intoxicated and I haven't played a hand of poker since April
1: 15th. So that sounds insultingly.
2: Uh, Yeah, that that sounds factual to me. I don't I don't know about what I mean. I I didn't come here to be insulted.
3: I came here to have a few drinks with Jordan. Yeah, I think we already have.
2: Yeah, we're we're drunks. at this point. Putting
1: on putting them back.
2: Yeah, for those of you not on the podcast, you have no idea how long it took me to get them to stop talking so we could record the beginning of the interview. But uh, it was approximately 1 hour. It was approximately 1 hour. So, um yeah, this is probably our
1: classiest episode yet. Um <laughs> that's good to know that I'm a part of that. <laughs> yeah. You guys are wearing ties, right? Yeah. Oh. Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, Sensitive subject. Sorry, I brought it up. <laughs> well, well, actually, um,
3: you know, it's it's almost Friday, and I get to dress down on Fridays, so no ties from me. Do you normally wear a tie? I do. I do. I uh, the, for those of you that don't know, I am now a high school teacher at a vocational school, so I teach
2: mathematics to people who would not give a crap. So. Which would be ninety nine percent of the population.
3: Yeah, well, I mean, this is, like, people who especially don't give a crap. But, you know, I, I'm trying. I'm trying. I uh, I try and do, like, fun things in, like, statistics. Because if I don't do things that are fun,
1: they'll just fail. Did you um, just take a page out of the wire and just teach them how to play craps?
3: I, I want to. Oh, man. And, like, I mentioned to, like, the head of the math department, like, hey, so I was, like, a full-time poker player for, like, a year and a half. He's like, that's awesome! You should uh, you should use that. And I'm like, I will do my best. He's like, you can teach them blackjack, but not poker. And what about I, craps? <laughs> well, craps are cool, too, right? I can teach them craps and blackjack, but not poker. And his logic was, in blackjack, you can always say that they're just adding to 21, right? And a lot of these kids can't add. So that's cool, right? Um, and craps, again, you're adding, you know one-digit numbers to one-digit numbers, and I can talk about the probability there. So you're talking and, the
2: lessons you can teach them in craps or how to add two dice together.
3: Yeah, but they're, I, I don't think you understand what a vocational
2: school is like. No, I do. I just don't understand why you're teaching them craps. You're teaching them, here, we're going to roll two things, look at the numbers, and count. Well, so,
3: for example, I mean, today, what I did, and you know, this is why I have had so many drinks out of depression um, – I I did. are you guys familiar with the Monty Hall experiment? Yes. Or the Monty Hall paradox. Yes. Okay. Uh, so no. just for the So for the viewers, the Monty Hall problem or the Monty Hall. There's no Hall viewers, paradox, they're
2: listeners. They can't that. Yeah, answer. listeners.
3: I I haven't done this much, you know. The Monty Hall problem, it's a common probability uh puzzle, okay? So the way that it works is you like pretend you're on a game show, all right.
1: You have oh, I do know this, three yeah.
3: Doors in, okay, so we'll go through it real quick, right? Okay. There's three doors in front of you, okay? And you get to pick one of the three doors. And behind one of the doors is a car. And behind the other two doors is like nothing, okay? What kind, or, what kind of car is it?
1: It's a goat,
3: uh, right? Yeah, for whatever reason, the Monty Hall problem always involves a
2: goat behind the two doors that are supposed to be the nothing. Have you ever so, seen Let's Make a Deal? That's what's behind the doors when you lose. Well, do you win the goat?
3: Yeah, I, I mean, well, like, yeah, and so you know, on a related note, I actually plan on like farming goats later in life. N- not kidding at all.
2: No, I read somewhere they actually like if you get the goat, they give you like a small TV or something. And there was one guy that said, "No, I want the goat." Yeah, right. And I is want there... a goat. Like my, my like so this is for real. Right now, <laughs> you can just my give out livestock.
3: Like right now, my girlfriend's a vet student, and we just talk about how awesome goats are and how we want to raise them. Cause something that's really cool about goats. They all just go to, like, the highest place possible wherever they're around. So if you, like, give them, like, I don't know, a very narrow pyramid, they're all going to climb up to the top of it and just
2: stand up there and be like, whoa, this is awesome. I'm a goat. <laughs> like, and the funny thing is they act like the people that are the highest people possible. That's kind of the same thing they would do. Like, wow, I'm on top of a pyramid. Okay. Oh, so- yeah. Yeah, and
1: they'll eat anything, right?
2: Again, like someone who's on drugs. Like, <laughs> no, exactly. oh, like I thought you meant like amazing. the
1: highest people up, like no, I like meant like the people CEOs that are... and stuff. Highest. You're like, I'm no. just gonna climb to the top of this company, but you just meant people like, that are on drugs. Yeah. And then Perfect. They, yeah,
2: they climb to the top of things for no real reason and then eat a lot of food.
3: Yeah, no, I mean goats are sweet and like you can get milk and meat from them. Come on. Come on, that's everything.
0: Do you so, eat Hall Go ahead,
3: Wikipedia that one because this is that's clearly like a dying proposition. Trying. Well, to don't you that. just
1: tell him to watch Twenty One? Don't they? Doesn't the guy do that? And he's like a a genius at whatever Harvard or wherever.
3: Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, like for like the most whitewashed movie in the history of movies uh, about gambling for sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, I actually for you know. For whatever reason, uh, my my mother is a she works at a country club in Florida, and I got to meet one of the guys who was on the team and who was one of the uh, principal characters in Twenty One, and you know, of course, he's Asian because they're all Asian.
1: Right. Um
3: and you know, he was you can't like, "Say they, that's racist to call them they." Just so you oh, know. I'm sorry. The the MIR all the they are
1: Asians It's
3: <laughs> like almost all Asian, and you know, he's like, "Yeah, you know." The movie kind of sucked, and they made the only Asian character into a kleptomaniac. But royalty checks are also nice. So, oh, you know. <laughs> but uh, very nice guy. Very nice guy.
2: <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so, so anyway. So anyway, so so the math problem, you don't want a goat? Or you do want a goat? Will you, you try and teach for, these like, kids
3: well, I tried to. I tried to like. So the trick is, right? Uh, like, we'll. I guess I will talk about it, right? Yeah. So there's Tell two doors, the and you get to pick one, okay? And then once you pick your door, you don't actually open it. The host of the game show opens another door and shows you where a goat is, okay? What? Yeah. So he shows you, and then he says, "Do you want the option of changing your, of changing your pick, or staying with your original pick?" Now. A lot of people will say, "Well, okay, you know, you have a 50/50 shot of getting it correct here because, you know, there's only, you know, if there's one goat is revealed, then there's always going to either be a car or a goat behind your door." But the trick here is that your initial pick is based on a 33% chance, right? So, once you pick that, you are, you know, you're locked into that, right? You're only going to pick a car 33% of the time, which means that if a door is opened and you switch, you're going to switch to a goat 33% of the time, right? Because, um, you know, that's like the chance that you would pick a car and then have it switch. Whereas you have a 66% chance of picking a goat the first time, and then they're going to open the door to the other goat, which is then going to lead you to pick a car if you switch. So if you switch every time, you expect to win the car 66% of the time. And if you stay with your initial choice, you'll get a goat 33% of the time. Does
1: that make well, sense. Yeah, I think you messed up the math because that's like heads I win, tails you lose. Did I? I no. Nope. Did, did I say something <laughs> wrong? No. Um, but the the moral of the story is that you always switch, right? You always, always switch. Yeah, because you, so like if you don't switch, you're basically
3: taking a one in three chance at picking at picking the car, right? Without switching, like there's no change, you had a one in three chance. The fact that he opens a door is actually irrelevant to the functional probability of the system. Whereas, once he opens the door, you if you change, like you still had a one in three, so now, like the if you decide you're gonna switch no matter what happens, right? You want to pick a goat first, okay? And you have a two, you know, two out of three times you're gonna pick a goat, and so once he opens the door, if you decide to switch. That means that two out of three times, you're going to get the car. And then right. the other so
1: one, times, Why are you trying to teach these kids this? Because this was something that, like, the people didn't know for, oh, like, a oh, long time, so, right?
3: So, again, all I wanted to do was make them, like, bu- do a bunch of trials of this. You know, it's a statistics class for uh, for some seniors. And uh, I um, the the experiment was I gave them two black cards and one red card. And I just had them do it with each other because they all said, "Oh, it's 50 50 And I didn't actually explain this to them. I wanted the data to let the conclusion drop out. But most of the kids would just do it five times and be like, "Oh, it's fifty-fifty. That's all I need to see." And uh, I was like, uh, "I think you need to get more data than that." And uh, for whatever reason, the you know, I figured in a in forty minutes you should be able to do like you know, with three cards you can shuffle them around and do this experiment probably. 80 times and most of them didn't get past
1: 20. So, so, so it just proves that like the rest of the world goes on with small sample sizes. This is no, what we yeah, always do, no.
3: right? Yeah. It's true. It's true. And like, that's kind of like where like, as a like more than anything else, like I'm giving a, I'm given a lot of like leash with this, uh, this class that I'm teaching on statistics. I can just do a lot of fun stuff. The first day we just did the, uh, we did a, a, a like a, a discussion of the birthday paradox. Oh, um, nice. you all right, So the birthday paradox for those who are unaware, since I'm just dropping knowledge on y'all is um, <laughs> the, if you were to have like, if you have like a room of people, how many people does it take uh, before you have two people with the same birthday? Like, and what you find from the birthday paradox is that in a room of 23 people, there's a 50% chance that you have two people with the same birthday. Um, so we Your did a little experiment. Favorite, right? Yeah, so, like, most people, like, you know, these kids, a lot of, like, a lot of people will guess, like, 30, between, like, 30 and 50. And you can just bet the under all day on that and make a killing.
1: You know what I mean? Apparently, that's there what was, Amarillo Slim did. is Yeah, I think so, with like, cab drivers, right? Yeah, that's what he did. He'd be, like, prop bet with his buddy. He'd be, like, all right, I bet you right now if we call up 50 cab drivers that at least two of them will have the same birthday. And they think, well, you know, it's two out of 365 instead of everybody has, everybody shares.
3: So at at 23 people, there's a 50% chance that two people will have the same birthday. At 57 people, the probability converges to 99% chance. Nice. So, yeah. I mean, like, most people want to apply the pigeonhole principle there, but, like, it it clearly falls apart. What is that? Pigeonhole principle means
1: all kinds of knowledge here. I, <laughs> yeah. I'm
3: sorry. I'm sorry. I feel like yeah. I'm
2: reading. I feel like I'm just clicking links on Wikipedia. Like, what's this? <laughs>
3: exactly. That's what so, I feel uh, like.
1: So, what's the so, pigeonhole?
3: Uh, pi- well, pigeonhole principle is saying that in a in a probabilistic scenario like that. So, in order to have, is like you know that if you have three, if you there's 365 days in the year. So, you know that if you have 366 people in the room, at least two of them have to have the same birthday. They have to, right? Um that's the pigeonhole principle um a lot of people will start there for their assumption and not consider like the you know the the more valid assumption is that it's just very difficult to have a lot of people born on different days because that's you know fewer you know fewer uh numbers in the uh sort of like random
1: number generator, so to speak gotcha nice well the the listener account has officially dropped the oh, lows yeah, it's, right it's now. dead it's dead. I'm sorry, no, that's okay. All you have to do is you just have to drink well i'm
2: i'm <laughs> probably, and they'll and it'll bring them back. It's like in Peter Pan, you clap to bring fairies back to life. Just drink to bring the listeners back
3: to be fair, to be fair, like you know I, I, this is clearly i i actually I can't say for sure, but I'm gonna guess that this is some of the nerdiest chat that you've had on the discussion. Or on your show, but this is also probably some of the drunkest,
1: <laughs> which yes. proves that you don't listen to the previous episodes.
3: <laughs> yeah, I. Okay, well, I'll do this then. I I guarantee you that if I will get the drunkest to come on this show in the future, if I am not already satisfying that criteria,
1: I'm gonna I'm gonna up the ante. Well, I'll this is back. what happened before so we started recording. Uh, is that? I Del Crossby came on. Kevin came on and. I was like, "Hey, are are you ready to get going for the show? We're going to record in about 30 minutes." I asked him if he did his prep work, which I mean, if you listen to the show at all, there is no prep work. And he said, "Yes, definitely." <laughs> don't, four out shots our, of gin, don't out our secrets. Four shots of gin and a beer. I was like, "Wow, shots of gin? Who does that? That is crazy." And then, what are the odds of that? He could
2: calculate them now. <laughs> Well, well later, odds, The odds mixed. that I have four shots of gin
3: in any particular night is probably you know, like if if it's, if it's less than or equal to then it's probably going to be 0% because I'm always going to be higher than that. For example, in that time, since when I told Jordan that I had another
2: three
1: Three shots of well, well, I was, I was going yeah, to say I've, I've
2: used what we learned in your class and based on two samples, the answer is 100% <laughs> Yes yeah.
1: the the real thing that we learned is that you're not following chuck's rules of drinking which is the only thing you mix with is ice Uh, a gin and tonic is a perfectly manly beverage
3: now if it were scotch whatever like i i definitely just do scotch and ice all the time and given my eastern european heritage i'll also often just do a vodka and ice but you know gin does not fall into my ethnic segment so you know, I, I I will I will drink gin with tonic because I'm a, I'm terrified of malaria, so That's, I need to get. My so you got to have
1: the limes too. Yeah, well the quinine so is get the big curvy. thing.
3: Yeah, I mean sure, sure.
1: <laughs> no, I like that. I love gin and tonics, by the way. Um, what kind of gin do you drink? Uh, I, I don't even know. It was Some something in a fancy looking bottle
3: because I was trying to impress some ladies. It was it was a, like it's like a plastic bottle. No, no, that's the thing is it wasn't it was a square glass bottle. And you know how like a square glass bottle looks like it costs four times as much as a plastic round bottle?
1: Yes, absolutely.
3: Like that's that's just what's up, right? So as long I'm, as
1: it's not Crystal Palace gin, then you're doing okay.
3: No, no, it's not Crystal Palace, it's not Bankers Club either. I'm a big fan of Bankers Club gin. Um but again, you know, I like usually if I'm going to drink cheap liquor, it's going to be a vodka because that's just I don't know again the eastern it european thing, you know.
1: Where are you from in eastern europe?
3: Uh well my my ancestors are from Hungary. Uh, oh, I wow. have a I have a very strong hungarian uh representation. Um so but I will admit the only things that I know about Hungary now I have I have three facts that I can throw out for you. One, we invented the Rubik's cube. Um, and as a result of that, as a, as a matter of, you know, ethnic pride, I, I am in fact a, a speed cuber. I do enjoy solving. Like how fast
2: is speed cubing?
3: Well, me. I can, well, I can do like a three by three cube in like under two minutes, but that's not really that impressive. Um, that's just like anyone can get to that point if they can move their fingers fast enough. Um, and I can, like, I want to learn how to do a 4 by 4 or a 5 by 5 cube, but I haven't found a place that sells a cube. I've found places that have, like, a rounded, e- like, a kind of a cube, but it has rounded edges, and it's all weird, and I don't want to deal with that.
2: Have you tried uh, looking in 1988? That might be a place you could find one. Oh,
3: yeah, no, I mean, for sure. Zing. I don't know. I, I did just get burned. So my other two facts about Hungary, um... We have one of the highest suicide rates in the world. Is and this in Japan? I think I think that we're like I think that we're behind Japan, but it's like top five.
1: <laughs> um, is and
3: this
2: related
1: to speed cubing?
3: Uh, I think I I mean I assume it has to be. It and then, took
1: it took two well, and a half wait. minutes. Well, wait, let's see what the third fact is. It might be well, the related third to that. Fact,
3: the third fact is related to the suicide, and that's that Hungary has a double average rate of bipolar disorder. So, you know,
1: I think that one— I think one, all, three, all three are definitely related.
3: Yeah, for sure. By the way, guys, New Amsterdam gin. New Amsterdam gin.
1: It, that might be good.
3: It was. It was. I mean, it's not like it was cheap, you know. I'm. I got like. Uh, I got, like, one above the bottom shelf. Again, no plastic in the bottle, but uh, ooh. Anyway, okay, okay.
1: I, I see. I'm a big fan of uh Hendrix gin. Me too. Uh, Hendrix is my favorite gin. In fact, it yeah, same here. It, it tastes. It has has that like kind of a cucumbery taste, and it actually goes yeah. really good with fresh cut cucumbers as well as lime. Yeah. Yeah, I mean like
3: the the traditional Hendrix martini is one served with a a cucumber. And I also – what's fantastic is a Hendrix and Elderflower martini, which um, I think it's called St. Rossi or something. Uh, There's like an Elderflower liquor that you use in place of the – what's it called? That thing that you put – Tonic? No martini. No. Oh.
0: Um, Vermouth.
3: Vermouth. Yes. Um, yeah, which is, like, fantastic. Um, I should look that up. We have, like, several bottles, but I don't, I, I'm not, like, within reach of my liquor closet. So, um, yeah, try an Elderflower Martini, or a Martini with Hitler sometime.
1: Mmm, yum. Sounds anyway. delicious. Anyways, uh, let's get to our segment of the show where we rip on Tecmo Super Bowl. Because he is not here today, um, so... Yeah. That needs to happen. Um,
3: You know, Tecmo uh, and I have shared a very special bond. One wherein we both played through the multiplayer campaign of Portal 2 together. And I was very much hoping that he could be on the show so that I could insult him directly about
2: his Portal playing abilities. Um, Not insult, but just it's just a general commentary. It's not meant to be mean. It's just true.
3: Well, it's like one of those so, like, things where it's factual. like you're, it's it's like it's like when your parents find out what you've done, and they're like, "I'm not mad, I'm just disappointed." <laughs> you know, like that was how I felt about his portal playing abilities. Um, you know, I, uh, you know, very often, you know, it's it's definitely a learning experience, but I felt like uh, very often I was just killing him for fun, and because I had to. I had to throw him a bone, and I couldn't always just solve the puzzles right away and and move on, because then he'd be like, "Oh, well, this is fun," because I had to keep playing him, right? You know, you gotta you gotta keep the fish happy.
2: <laughs> so Except usually I, that's I, not as usually not the case in cooperative games, though. Just so you're aware. Well, I mean, like of like you're kind of a... that. My fear
3: was that he'd just be like, "Well, uh, this game's no fun. I'm out of here. Peace."
1: and you have to I play through, through it with it two people right
3: yeah yeah you can't you can't just uh skip through it although there were some some puzzles where i i did solve without him while he was like off tending to his dog or something and then like i got to the exit of the thing and i was like eh i did this by myself he can do it by himself so i took away all of my portals that solve it and i was like all right i'll i'll just wait for you because
1: uh, i don't want you to feel bad that you didn't get to do this one by yourself <laughs> Wow. Um, I saw that thread where he was asking for, like, what video games should I play, and somebody said Portal. Did he play Portal 1 to start? I don't know. I know that he at least
3: played the single-player campaign of Portal 2. And it's funny, because immediately after that, you'll notice that, you know, dude hasn't been playing poker in quite a while, and he's still posting on Deuces Cracked, and all of a sudden he's, like, posting, like, oh, well, it doesn't matter if you got screwed over by Full Tilt, or the government, or GLaDOS... Uh, you know, all these, like, Portal references just started, yeah. like, seeping
1: in. And they changed his picture to the cake.
3: Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Again, oh, like, he, he definitely fell in love with Portal pretty hard.
2: And I'm going to tell you guys how I know that he did not play Portal 1 because you guys have both played it, right? Yeah, yes. i played Portal 1, if, yeah. If, you, if listeners have not heard it, cover your ears for the next 10 seconds. Really, just turn off the podcast. Why are you listening to this? <laughs> anyway, anyway the, the general theme, like, the twist at Portal 1, the cake is a lie. Can you imagine him hearing that and not complaining to everyone he knows about cake that was not true? Oh, man. No. Yeah, that's true. But I, that, that, that would like... be so heartbreaking for him that there's no way he's experienced it. And now that he didn't listen when I told him to cover his ears, it's been spoiled for him. Well, he doesn't listen to the podcast anyways. Now that he's not on it. That's what he says. He listens. You know he does. Okay, he's, okay. I mean,
1: he's sitting there going like, man. Well, don't throw any Portal 2 spoilers out because I haven't played it yet. Okay.
2: To his credit, the cake, though the cake is totally true in Portal Two.
3: To his mm-hmm. credit, though, in Portal One, like I feel like the cake is a lie, just became like such an incredible cultural force that like you don't even have to have played Portal to have heard that. Like if you just own an internet connection, someone has probably said the cake is a lie around you.
2: Do you think that's why he takes pictures of himself with cake to prove it's true? Does yes. he do that? Oh, yeah. yeah, he loves desserts, and he takes he loves posing with desserts. Oh. So maybe oh, that's he, what it is.
1: Porn.
2: It's food porn. No, is it's, he it's the, it's the, the, the kind cooks. of
3: person who like needs to take a picture of like the food that he
2: cooks? I, I doubt he cooks. It's gonna oh, be I'm like here's the, here's the Stouffer's like steak that <laughs> I <microwaved>. <laughs> <laughs> I did this. This Check is a rockin' PBJ. <laughs> this, this is the last ninety seconds of my life. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh
1: wow!
3: Yeah, and you know like. <laughs> I look back and, you know, I don't I, I, I you know, I have a lot of money tied up on full tilt and I can't really play poker that much anymore. But while I was playing poker full time and, you know, I was I was trying to be like the best boyfriend I could be to my girlfriend that I live with, I would cook a lot. You know, that was kind of like my thing. And so like tonight as I'm cooking dinner, I, I think back and I, you know, I, I look at the tremendous meal that I created. And in some way, poker is responsible for that. And I'm pretty thrilled for that, you know. Good. So, that, so you should take pictures of that to remember it. Yep. No, no, because <laughs> I mean, like, as happy as because I am, it's I'm still kind to do. to just take a bunch of pictures of food you eat or cook. Yeah. You know, about- are people starving in Africa? And they don't need to know about how well adorned your or how like well you plate your meals, right? You don't have how to mail them to that?
1: them. Yeah. <laughs> <Like>, Dear <laughs> hungry just people hop in China. Laptops and check out your Facebook. <laughs> eh.
2: Yeah. I don't know. I don't understand that logic. Like I remember like I forget there was some movie I was watching where like it was obviously a comedy. The guy was holding an ice cream cone that was melting and he's like, I don't want it, but I can't throw it out. There's starving kids of China. And oh, it took I it to the extreme where it was like melting all over his hand. And it's just like, <laughs> I but mean, I don't understand that logic of like, yes, there are people suffering. I mean, there's short people like in certain places, too, but I'm not constantly concerned about them other than like making sure I don't step on them.
3: Yeah, I, I mean, I guess I just kid. I just feel like I don't, I don't need to put like pictures of things that I cook on Facebook. I kind of took that to the hyperbole there, because um, that I feel is what a lot of uh, a lot of my fellow like culinary, uh, you know, novices tend to enjoy is taking pictures of our creations. Because um, that's like you know when you cook a really nice meal, that's kind of like the equivalent of having like a really sweet graph of run good. You know what I mean, like you yes, wanna so you're supposed to take a show. picture,
2: put it on your blog,
3: yeah, <laughs> the like, run you know, bad. Who are you really helping there, but you you know you're not you're not impressing anyone that much, you're just making people think you're a
2: luck box, you know are you new to the internet? The internet is Maybe. about it helps other people is that they get to see your graph, they get to see the food you made now they're lucky, they're like, man, have I wish I had seen that food
1: food porn dot com I have or foodporndaily.com?
2: dot com like that's foodporn.com oh. is a totally different site. <laughs> <laughs> do not go to that one. Oh, like, there's like that's a pause like... now as you both start typing. No, I don't actually I... know
1: where it is. It may not, that may be a joke. That may be true. I don't know. Oh no, it's, <laughs> it's porn food that you don't want to go to. <laughs> Just kidding. I don't know what that one is, but now I'm going to find that one out too. <laughs>
2: Oh, there's I gonna mean, be some
1: domains purchased
2: after the end of this podcast. I mean, if it's something <laughs> that would interest you and it doesn't exist,
3: someone will make it for you. You know, like if there's a kind of porn that you want that
1: isn't out there yet, someone will take care of that. It won't take No, long. that doesn't exist. Um it's all taken care of already. That's that's yeah. like rule rule thirty four, I think.
3: I don't I don't I know it's a rule, but I don't know what number it is.
0: Yeah.
2: I right, don't. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> I was okay. trying to I was trying to find a segue out of this, and I don't have one. So anyway, I thought sucks. I thought like I I was almost bringing in like a
3: poker segue there by mentioning like how that's what I did, but uh, you know, I think this was once a poker podcast, right? Before we all stopped playing poker, well,
2: kind of okay. it was con- it it's was just- conceived to be a poker podcast, but we didn't record the first one until after Black Friday, so it was sort of like destined to fail in terms of that mission uh-huh really it's just like i don't know we call it a poker podcast
1: it's me dragging poker people down to my level fair enough fair enough no. which is literally the gutter since you live in a garbage can yes okay that's
3: true good. I also love how like your your big point of pride was that you guys had a legitimate um intro song. Was and it? then Tecmo
2: doesn't show up half the time, so now it's like that was not a point it, of pride. Uh, <laughs> I thought it was like the the, first the hosting Tecmo. lineup was not a point of pride. We still have the intro. So,
3: I mean, isn't that like that na like that's that's Techmo Super Bowl music, right? I'm not imagining that. No, that's true. No, that totally is. Okay. Okay. I mean, it seems like it seems like you should um like you should have some sort of music representing two four offsuit like make some uh some really weird timed music
2: or something, like Since... yeah in cut time, yeah is, exactly isn't that two four, <laughs> like four four is standard time right? Yeah, so two four would be cut time. So yeah, so I'll just find something that's in two four and put it underneath, and it'll be fine. Yeah, exactly. You
1: guys should just play your normal intro but faster. <laughs> All right. I don't know. Well, I mean, because that's the part. I usually just skip through the intro when I listen to it. Oh, I listen to it every time. Yeah, I love that intro. Yeah, you don't listen I think to it's the episodes, so. though. <laughs> I've listened.
0: Yeah,
1: I've and listened who, makes, who
2: made the dumber decision there of you two? One of you listens to the episode. One of you listens to the intro. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, it's, like, clearly I it's I have,
2: probably me. Like, my time is clearly
3: better spent. But Yours is definitely shorter, at least. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know. I wanted to see what was going on with Tommy Angelo and then I was like, wow, they have a great intro. Let me download all of these to see if they ever change it. Nope. Still good each
1: time. (laughs) Yeah, and now we now we have brand recognition pretty much, so you can't ever change that. Again with the Wii. Like you I love (laughs) I really (laughs) am trying to just move (laughs) move this from a part time job right into full time. So
3: so George, (laughs) how many times have you been on this podcast again? This is the second. Well, I've been once a guest I host, on, can I be like a uh, Can I come on as a, uh, a guest
2: host Next time and just talk about how this is my podcast <laughs> You could This is yeah. the thing, is, it's sort of a tree in the forest No one around sort of thing because no one will hear you say that Because <laughs> you as You know, one of our regular listeners Are now on it
3: Yeah. Well, well
2: now I have to listen
3: to it to make sure you guys don't talk about me And back- that's the plan Yep
2: Right. See, so that's So It, back- why it's it backfired with Mitch
1: But it's working with everyone else Right. The reason why it's our podcast is because I see what Bryce is trying to do here. <laughs> yeah, and exactly. I already convinced you like it might have shown up in the episode or not but at least in the pre-talk you were referring to it as my podcast. I did hear yeah that was true he did do that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but I assume that was the the gin talking and not oh, Well there's
3: been sense. a lot of that. I mean, I can't I can't be held responsible. Um, I do, I see, this is the thing, uh, advice to everyone else who ever plans on going to on a podcast in the future. Cause you know, I've also been on Hayball and what my biggest problem when I went on Hayball was after I was on it, I went and listened to the show. I was like, this is boring. I just heard this now. Whereas here I get hammered beforehand and now tomorrow morning, I'm going to listen to it in my drive in and I'm going to have a headache and it's going to be great because it's going to be all fresh.
1: Right? So you are going to listen to it.
3: Well, I think so. I like that you think okay, that's that that's fast that's,
1: on a that's one more <laughs> year. Oh no, well you know what I
3: mean, like whenever this comes out. November. Yeah, so in November, um, you know, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be challenged on, on some turkey and I'm gonna be like, Hey family, listen to this time when I owned gin but not for the entire
2: episode. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, don't I, don't tell your family about this. <laughs> no <laughs> my girlfriend won't even listen to it and i'm on it every week <laughs> i mean i understand it i have yeah yeah my best friend listens and i don't know why hi rachel because we don't she doesn't actually play poker she just wants me to talk about horses more so speaking Whoa. of that oh, and is she a horse girl yeah
3: because i'll tell you something that's like, why she
2: listens to this podcast for this, this part of the interview right here we're talking where really? we're we talking about the horse girls are, are we about know. shattered dreams
3: Oh, I spend a lot of time around veterinary students um, so you have to understand. I know a lot of horse girls. I know one girl who you so you know those like shirts that are kind of like, like three Wolf moon, but mm-hmm. just all of them like it'll be like a lion on the prairie or it'll be like you know a wolf with a different moon or it'll be just any any kind of like animal uh star Walmart shirts, yeah, yeah, so I know a girl who exclusively wears those um we but do only interact- horses. Well, no, she will wear horse shirts sometimes, but I mean, you know, this is the kind of people that I deal with um, on a semi-regular basis when I hang out with my girlfriend's friends are people who Walmart think Jeffers. that it is acceptable to only wear shirts like that in a completely unironic way. You know, so that's
1: just, their their fashion sense is classified as cheap. awesome. Uh,
3: I mean. I don't. I. I don't think that it can be classified. You know. I think that it's. It's beyond classification. It's just so far gone. You know. I don't
2: believe in dressing ironically, by the way. I feel like if you're wearing it, you're wearing it. Like no, I. Oh, yes, I agree. With you that, dress like people... a jackass on purpose. You're still dressed like a jackass.
3: Well, I mean, like if you dress like a jackass on
1: purpose, you're just a jackass, right? Yep. Whereas, like, but some, some people, people will find it funny, and yeah. you'll be in on the joke as opposed to being on the outside of the joke. Which is actually kind
2: of like this podcast. I realize it sucks. Everyone goes, "Ha it sucks." I'm like, "Yeah, I know," but haha, you listened,"
3: and right. now you're on. No,
2: you got him, and that, right, and now you're on it. Three weeks whereas, later. No,
3: and whereas I'm just like, man, that Tecmo Super Bowl. I wish I had played more of that on the NES, but thankfully, I can get, I can rehash that by listening to just the intro. You know.
1: Oh, by yeah. the way. Uh, Keeping up with the nerd content on this podcast. I think you're going to talk about keeping up with the Kardashians for a second. A <laughs> well, please don't. I really uh, I download uh, SNES emulator, and now I can relive all of my favorite Super Nintendo games on my computer for free, and it's amazing. That was, like, the
3: first thing I did after Black Friday was I went through and I played, like, Final Fantasy 3, Final Fantasy 2, Super Mario RPG, Secret of Mana, Chrono Trigger. Like, good about ones, in that order. One. Right? Like nice. I played those five
2: games, and then I was like, oh, man, I miss poker. And yeah, it I know. Go? And it was like, now it's like the 17th of April, and you're like, come on. <laughs> it, I mean,
1: Fifty hours uh, straight, five games it's down.
2: Funny. It's funny because, like, I know
3: you're trying to make fun of me, but at the same no, no. time, like,
1: oh no, I, I'm I am totally someone injured, who, yeah.
3: like, I, I, I decided I, I had never watched Entourage before, right? So in a six-day span, I caught up on eight seasons of Entourage because that's just There's what I. There's not that do. many seasons. I, they're they're on the eighth season, and I finished it. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is the gin talking. <laughs> no, no,
2: no. Uh, and then I, I watched actually... 24 in real time.
1: <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure that there's this is the seventh season, um, but
3: I would I would I would bet the over. Really? And then yeah, I read like, spec scripts for season eight. No, the the they, they they just finished the eighth season, but um I would average about a season and a quarter a day, because apparently ten hours of TV no problem. Oh uh, yeah. You know, no
2: nope. poker so season. What? Want to put some money on what season is? Let's just make it exciting. You guys
1: should. Back. No, it, it's too late. Loser yeah. has to come back. It's too late. I already googled it.
3: <laughs> yeah, I mean, like you're not, uh, you're not, you're not going to win that one. Coming from someone, <laughs> I'll, I'll answer guess. that with
1: a calendar. <laughs> Gosh, wow, that, that is true. I guess eight seasons. I yeah. lost track. Yeah, no,
3: I mean, now you get the punishment of having to come up, come back on. Apparently. Yeah, you have to be back on our podcast.
1: <laughs> oh, really?
3: I think, I think that he should have to come back on, but he should have to, like, video chat drinking battle me. Um, so, like, I don't have to be involved with the next time he comes on, but I'm just going to make sure that he goes drink for drink with me until he's ready. Nice. My... Okay. The, well, you have
1: you have the time advantage.
3: I do. I do. I mean, it's like, what, seven
1: where you guys are recording?
3: Well, it's nine here, but nine? It's eight here. Eight. Okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's eleven here. So I don't know why I would think nine because my math is bad. But uh, yeah, I mean, like math. Yeah, well, whatever. <laughs> Just kidding. time zones. That's that's geography, what? man. That's social
2: studies. What are the probability that anyone will listen to this who you teach with?
3: Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with. Point zero zero one. Like I can't say that there's like a a zero percent chance, but I'm gonna say that it is. It's incredibly slim.
2: I was just trying to see if you would say zero, because then you, I would have called you on it. But
3: no, no, no. I won't. I won't ever say zero. But I'm gonna say that it's like it's approaching zero. All right. Now here's a goat. Now what are the odds? Uh. Now the odds have increased by sixty six percent. Of zero. <laughs> well of of zero zero of point zero 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 one you know oh okay yeah
1: good, good, um <laughs> uh there was something that I wanted to ask you, let me think, let me think, uh so like with since you you teach statistics are you do you consider yourself a a shark at prop betting no and do you do you prop bet often with other people?
3: No, I would if I could. I, I mean, like, I don't. So here's the thing about statistics, right? I've never taken a statistics class in my life. Um, <laughs> I've I'm never just taking a statistics class. Either. <laughs> hey, man. Yeah. I'm getting <laughs> um, drunk too. <laughs> yeah, I've never, I've never actually taken a statistics class. Um, I've taken thermodynamics in physics, which is based on statistical properties, but. Mm-hmm. That's all I really know about statistics. So I'm just kind of trying to stay, like, a week ahead of the kids. Um, so in terms of, like, uh, these prop betting things, like, I've always had a general sense, like, the Monty Hall thing and the birthday problem that I mentioned before. I had heard of them, but I never thought about, like, oh, man, I should try and, like, you know, sucker some dumbasses into betting with me.
1: Oh, not um, like that, but more like – uh just stupid stuff like, all right, I bet you like three to one that I can't throw this into the trash can or something. And would you be like, well, statistically, I'd say it would probably be about 28.7% chance and then base your odds off of that. I mean, what statistics class covers?
2: Yeah, I, just like, statistics, like... I just said statistics like you and I haven't even been drinking. Like, what, what, what statistics class is, statistics that class is covering? Put <laughs> things into a trash can. <laughs> I don't know.
1: I love it. This, this is how my prop bets are.
2: I, I'm
3: just going to say that I don't have a large enough sample size, by and large, to judge that. <laughs> you just need to do, like, two or three times, and then you'll know. Yeah, probably. I mean, you like usually you can just get enough of a sense, like, based on their follow-through and how bad they are at the first time,
1: unless they're hustling you. Because you know? I did take statistics in college, and it was – I basically had to cheat off my buddy slash – him tutor me in order to pass despite like playing poker through all of it because it's really hard to take actual statistics <laughs> oh gosh <laughs> what, what, silence just, is this what,
2: what just
3: happened
1: <laughs> did you just like know.
3: silently throw up or something <laughs>
1: Um, <laughs> no, I just you guys didn't say anything. I was like, they're no, judging I, me so hard. I, right I, the now. reason we weren't
2: talking is because you were mid-word. Like,
3: Oh god. Basically,
1: I'm looking for like a statistics side to help me with my prop betting with my friends.
3: Well, I mean, like you know, usually that's just about being intelligent about like you know what is possible. I mean, generally speaking, if someone's going to offer you a bet, it's probably a bad bet, you know. Um, But beyond that, if it's just something that's based on pure chance, you have to have a, you know, a a good idea of what seems reasonable. A lot of times people – so, like, there are two things that I'm, like, keenly aware of. One is that people, like, rarely assess their own risk correctly. And two, that people are very bad at, like, actually assuming that a random event is random. Um, so, you know, I, those are the two things that I will usually try and keep in mind, uh, anytime I'll make a bet, but, uh, mostly the second one, but, you know, it, it's really kind of a case by case thing. I can't think of a time when it came up. Uh, actually the last time, well, no, never mind. I I can't, the last time, the last time I made a prop bet involved me drinking two beers faster than a girl could drink one, but that's not
1: really... I mean, she was drawing dead. Oh, really? So you didn't overestimate your own risk? Uh, Have
2: I you been listening so. to this podcast? I do not question this man's ability to drink.
1: Yeah, for real. Oh no.
3: Um, yeah, no. Uh, well, I mean, the bet was that I could drink two beers from a glass before she could drink one from a bottle, and I got—I finished my two before she was halfway done. Because oh, you're
1: definitely a favorite if it's glass versus bottle.
3: Yeah, well, but I mean, it's still it's still a double volume issue, and it wasn't. No. It was a it was a heavy beer. It was like a a Sam Oktoberfest, um, which you know we from the we from the Boston area have have much adoration for.
1: And, and she was drinking the same.
3: Yes, yes. Okay. Gotcha. Also, a very hard beer to drink from a bottle. Very, very uh, heavy beer.
2: So. Yeah. See, I think that's a, like the fact that it's bottle versus glass like i think that's a good angle that you could probably use to your advantage
3: yeah you know i thought that i thought that it would um i thought that i, I you know i wasn't 100% sure that it was a it was going to be on my side based on but like because i wasn't sure how fast someone could really drink a bottle i wasn't like compared to how fast i could just drink cuz it's double the volume you know what i mean like i still have my work cut out for me but once it had actually gone I now realize, like, how huge of an advantage that is.
2: How much, yeah. did you, how much did you win by?
3: Like half a beer.
2: Yeah, that's what I would have guessed. But, I mean, like... Unless I, she I, has I a straw.
3: Thought, I figured it would right. be like... A straw wouldn't help. As, a, as someone who has a, a lengthy background in physics, I will say that her flow rate would not... Uh, not no, a no, no, you put the
1: straw in, oh, and then oh, you drink like through as, the a,
3: bottle. as a bottle. Like as a shotgun.
1: Yeah. Sure, that would work. Um, that's that's the trick with the bottle.
3: Yeah, I've never actually tried that. Um But yeah, you know, I wasn't actually sure what the uh like how it would go. I figured I would probably be a favorite by like a quarter of a beer, but maybe give or take a quarter of a beer. So again, I still think it's a winning wager, but I wasn't sure how how solid I would be. But it was pretty So what clear. did you win? Uh yeah. Something <laughs> <laughs> Good answer.
2: Congratulations.
3: Uh, anyway.
2: <laughs> now uh, I see the hesitation to tell this story.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know. Mm. Prop at. Uh, anyway. Of cake. Yeah, right?
1: Or two pieces of cake.
3: Luckily, I mean, at this point, we're like, what, 45 minutes in? There's like a. I'm going to say, like, a 1% chance anyone gets to this part of the interview. Yep. So. Well,
1: once the drinking talk comes, they'll pick back up.
0: Yep.
3: We we'll kind about of
1: tone this. it out with the math and then be like, oh, they're talking about drinking. Perfect.
0: This is <laughs> well, kind of I... the
1: hayball model. Yeah. yeah. We base it off that and then go from there.
0: Again Not... with the Wii. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: I was hoping you wouldn't catch that. No. I'm well aware. <laughs> Just the same way that Tecmo thinks that he owns this
2: podcast in some way. Like, no. <laughs> I run this he shit. He says we, too. He does. Yeah. I don't correct him because part of the intro is related to him. You're not.
3: So so Tecmo is like that guy in that movie, uh, The Social Network, who who like sold out all of his stock, but like somehow in the end
1: still gets his name on the masthead. I thought you were <laughs> going to say, like, that guy in that movie, Half-Baked, with that guy. N- nah, like tech. So Techmo is the guy on the couch. So Tecmo is
3: like, uh, oh, never. Uh, that guy who says that he
2: sucked dick for crack.
1: No, never. he's the I mean, guy we just titled- on the
2: couch. I was just saying why we just titled this episode. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we're getting I- a mature rating on iTunes now. <laughs>
1: I'm sorry. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, it's fine. Shit, I can swear now. I don't care.
1: Oh, okay. Well, Fuck that.
3: Well, I mean, like we started <laughs> off by introducing me as a as a washed up alcoholic, as I
2: recall. That or, was a that was a cautionary uh, tale, though. That apples. was a. Kid. <laughs> don't be like me. Yeah. <laughs> and now he has to teach
3: kids. Now I have to teach children. I swear, I had a plan to switch into teaching school, but I was like, oh man, you know, I'm not going to be making like a ton, pl- like teaching school. But I'll play poker on the side and I'll have health benefits and stuff and a retirement from teaching. And so I can still be a teacher who makes like six figures.
2: And then Black Friday was just like, no, no, not at all. So you're going to have to start getting better at prop betting to make up the rest of that money or sports betting or something. Or I mean, like the upshot is that I do live close
3: enough to Foxwoods or Mohegan where I could conceivably drive down there on the weekends um don't do it don't do it well i mean there's there's like a 10 20 stud game that runs that i play in and it's reasonably soft and then there's a 20 40 which i think i could beat if i had the role and then there's a 75 150 which is actually probably softer than the 20 40 but i just can't afford that um so you have to play live poker Uh, live live stud isn't so bad. If you've ever tried, like, so what I used to do... That's the exact opposite
2: of what I've heard, by the way. (laughs) Uh, I've heard live stud is the worst thing ever.
3: Well, so, I mean, it's it's tough in that it's boring, right? But, you know, what I'm used to is mental frustration, right? Because before Black Friday, my main game was, like, 10-20-10 game, and I would try and, like, four-table it. And trying to play, like, four-table and, like, you know, you'd rarely get that much action, so it'd be like, one table of 1020 maybe one table of 510 like two of 255 uh five or whatever but i'd always have like that many tables or like a tournament or something right so getting used to playing stud at such a kind of like difficult and uh you know frustrating pace where you're trying to look at the up cards but you don't really have the time and you're jumping around and you're like oh what's going on like this is crazy to go and play live stud where i can just be like okay Oh, I'm gonna look at these cards. Da, 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 da. I'm not gonna organize them the Joe Tall way because that's not at all how I do things, and I'm good. And you know, Ooh, like wait. I'll just play a hand.
0: Okay. Joe Tall one... and I
3: do not memorize dead cards at all in the same way. Joe uses an abacus. One
1: R. Are... <laughs> <laughs> one. That sounds absolutely insane. Four tabling, ten game. With like the different games on different tables, that sounds know it was crazy.
3: More fun. I, for a while, there was this uh, this character. Um, he ended up being like decent, but like beatable. And he would take all comers at heads up ten game, and he would start tables with me. So I'd often be playing like one full ring table of ten of ten game at like five ten or two fifty five, and then three heads up tables of of ten game against the same guy trying to get tables started. Um, that is ridiculous. That's very wow. difficult.
1: That sounds really mentally taxing. And two... It, it was. Uh, I think two is the Joe Tall old joke, but Bryce got that one.
3: Yeah, <laughs> but, no, someone someone picked up the slack there. Oh,
1: how do, how do you organize it as opposed to Joe Tall? Well, Joe Tall, he looks at all the cards, and he
3: is clearly, like, uh, ordin- like he has an ordinal memory. Right. Like he wants to look at them. He wants to go two, three, like two, three, five, five, seven, ace. And I don't do that at all. I actually just remember the cards with regard to their position around the table. Um, so I will look at a table and I'll say seven, king, nine, three, five. And I'll just remember seven, king, nine, three, five. And I'll be able to assign where they were around the table as well as what the specific order was. Um, I don't know. Like, that's just how I've always been able to do things and how I prefer to do things is to keep them, like, with respect to their actual position at the table. I think that helps me. But I feel he like wants that would be, to be better. Important. I mean, uh, if that's you can how do I like it. to do things. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Like, I don't know how other people's brains work. But, um, you know, my favorite way to do things is to keep a spatial recognition with the number and then just keep doing it. And that also can I mean, like, you know, what usually only matters is what's folded. Right. But um, I have a better you know, sometimes what can happen is if you go to a pot like three or four handed, you'll sometimes forget like what someone who dropped out had and like what they were kind of going for or representing can be important on a later street so if you just remember the cards in order of like what their value was you might forget that on third or fourth street someone was representing like jacks up and so or like you know a a split pair of jacks for example and so then like on a later street if it looks like someone's trying to represent a straight I might not have the information that someone probably had a jack in the hole a lot of the time because I was just remembering the exact dead cards and sort of forgetting the range that people were playing so I found that to keep myself range-based, I'll often, like, maintaining like, a positional awareness um, with respect <laughs> to where the cards were helpful. And now that I've put to sleep anyone else who somehow made it to this point. How
2: uh... we tricked you guys. There's more mess the end. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah,
1: I mean, I, Well, I just poured myself another drink. I didn't really hear what you were saying. That's fantastic. You'd, you know, and I'm on, just on... kidding. I paid attention. Come on. <laughs>
2: I was going to say, on that note, why don't we wrap it up here?
1: Yeah. Um,
2: Thanks for being here. Um, Whatever you do, don't
1: title this math at the end.
2: (laughs) Yes, I won't. I will title no math at the end. What (laughs) math?
1: Or title surprise at the end and don't tell them what it is. Yes. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Kevin. Uh, Good times, guys.
2: All right. That'll do it. Um, We have taken a break and sobered up and are ready to say goodbye now. At least I've sobered up. I don't know if you have. I'm ready to get drunk again. Wow. Uh, (laughs) We should have recorded these closer together. Um, Yeah. Anyway, um, as I think I mentioned last time or the time before, we're on Stitcher.com now. I noticed some people have been listening, which is awesome. So... If you're looking for a way to listen to us about having to like sync your device, um, mobile apps on all the smartphones, I've been using it to listen to some other stuff. It's pretty sweet. So you can just stream it straight off of there. So that's uh, – yeah, it's a good way to do it if you don't want to actually do work, which is cool.
1: Yeah, that's a pretty good idea. Uh, also, don't forget to follow on Twitter at Stars on Twitter. And you can follow me at 2 Offsuit on Twitter. If you feel so inclined, I delete most of the people that follow me unless they play poker or care about poker. So if I delete you on accident, just say please don't delete me, and I'll consider it. <laughs> I like that you won't necessarily honor that request. But how about if... Well, you- I had a friend of mine delete me, and then I I text or I messaged him back, and I said, "Hey, it's me. Don't delete me." Like I know the guy, and he didn't add me back in. Wow. Yeah,
2: I think how about if they mention Badoogie All Stars, you'll be sure to well, you'll probably delete them if they do that. So don't do that. Don't okay. Badoogie All Stars. Just follow him and then try and sell him uh, a way to help a Nigerian prince get back into the country. Um, Perfect. Yeah, on top ta- speaking of spamming, uh, check us out Facebook fan page. Um you have, you still have to search for Badugi All Stars. If a few more of you like Padukhi All-Stars on Facebook, then I can give you a URL and then more of you can like it and the revolution has begun or something. Um, Yeah, otherwise, uh, this is I think the last podcast before we move under the freepokercoaching.net banner, which will mean basically it'll be the same thing only with a different intro, which will be a little confusing, a little exciting. Um,
1: You're changing the intro? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Wasn't that one of the we, high points?
2: This is you should hear the new one. The new one is sweet. Okay. As long as it's better. It's better. It's done. I mean it's not I
1: know that it's people not don't. edited
2: together by me while I watch TV. It's something Okay, else.
1: I know that people don't think like, Oh, let's change it to something worse, but
2: Yeah. That actually <laughs> Okay. I mean I, I don't know. Maybe I'll do that. Maybe I'll just go. uh ah. it'll the intro will just be like I don't know. Someone making like a mouth trumpet noise or something. <laughs> um, no. Yeah. So we're moving into, over to that. Um, I think I've mentioned that you can sign up free pokercoaching.net. Um, we're going to probably be a little closer to actually being weekly, despite what I promised about being weekly before um, maybe some more strategy stuff, but uh, that remains to be seen. So next, next time um, Fender Jaguar and Tecmo will be here. That will be exciting. Uh, I don't think either one of them will claim ownership of the podcast in such an intense way as you did. So,
1: Well, that's just because they're, they're on our podcast.
2: They, they, they know that it's ours. They don't love it like we do. Um, <laughs> yeah, so anyway, that's, that's it. Um, if you have feedback, I would love to hear it. I will not block you if you follow me on Twitter, but I'm not going to tell you my Twitter name, so good luck figuring it out. Ha-ha. <laughs> um, uh, until next time, this is Nixon the Grouch. And this is 2 for Offsuit. Bye. Lates.